I don't get tired very easily, but even I am exhausted. Coming up is an interview with Art Lewis on his radio talk show that I had with him this past weekend. Go to GH2 Benefits in order to figure out whether or not you can benefit from Biden Care. Here's me with Art. He asked me a lot of questions that everyday people ask. Well, good morning to you and welcome. Welcome to uh, another edition of uh, the Art Lawyer Show for a Saturday morning. And uh, this morning, we welcome to the program the author of the book, Maximize Your Medicare, our Medicare and health insurance expert. And hopefully, if I do this right, we will say good morning to J.O. Jay, good morning. Good morning, Art. How are you? Uh, Thank you. Good. Now, uh, the reason I said hopefully is uh, it's a little different this morning, folks. Uh, the radio sound, the radio show will be a radio show. You'll hear it just like you always do. But as you know, over the past month or so, we've been streaming video of me doing the show. Well, this morning, as a bonus, we have both myself and Jay up on the screen. So you can watch both of us do this interview if you are so inclined. Or you can, of course, continue to listen on the radio, which is the primary way we do this. Uh, but uh, you can watch us on twitch.tv, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on uh, Twitter at uh, WSGW Radio. And uh, you should be able to watch us live. And in some cases, it's archived, and you can watch it again later. And I know, Jay, you're, you're a product of this technological age. I've done some of these on-screen things with you. That's right. Uh, but it's uh, still something you got to get used to, isn't it? It is something you got to get used to, but the reality is, is, you know, video being so predominant and all these other multimedia streams, I don't need to tell someone from with your experience in, in radio. <laughs> ever changing. <laughs> the world, the world is changing. That's it right. is indeed. It is indeed. And so is Medicare and health insurance, ever changing, it seems. So let's start... Um, Let's start with Medicare. Anything sure. new in that arena? Are we still in that window? They they had the, a, a newer window that they allowed us to be in until mid-May or something like that? It ended at the end of March, Art, and that is called the Medicare Advantage Open Rolling Period. Don't ask me why they named it that way, but that is <laughs> yeah. what that period was called. Let's open about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's exactly right, is that you know, it leaves people with the wrong impression too frequently. But that ended on the end of March. That said, if you live in a location where you've been affected by a natural disaster as defined by FEMA, for example, there's a election period and special enrollment period for you. So for persons not in your local listening area, but one in the nation, the nation at large, that is certainly possible. In addition to that, if you Something has changed, meaning that you know you've stopped working, you've retired, etc. People very frequently say, "Do I have to wait until the end of the year to retire and things like that, and to avoid penalties?" No, that is not the case. 
That is, if you've had health insurance from your employer and you were working and you stopped working for whatever reason, then you have rights hugely in your favor. Crazy people write books about you know the, all the different <laughs> options that you have. His book is called Maximize Your Medicare Friends. <laughs> I don't consider him a crazy person, though. So, you know, in terms of what we're going to discuss in some of these changes in health care, Medicare is not affected then, is it? It isn't, although I think that, you know, persons do need to be aware that, and really today is really quite a game a set of game-changing facts. But there is the proposal out there which has been floated is to lower the Medicare eligibility age from 60 to 65 down to 60 or maybe 55. That, you know, is going to be the part of debate in Washington All right, wait, in addition to how you're going to pay for it. So yeah, there you, there you go. That was my next question. I mean, they tell us Medicare is going broke, but they want to put more people on it. Somehow well, the, that doesn't balance. The way, and I'm not an expert in, you know, Washington budgetary matters, but <laughs> neither are they. That's <laughs> fair enough. The, uh, the what happens is you can pass these rules without your huge amounts of agreement across party lines by proving that if you're going to increase benefits in this way, cost to the government that you can pay for them. Something called re reconciliation, reconciliation, right? And that is apparently the process by which, first of all, that Affordable Care Act has been notably enhanced. We'll get into that, in, I'm sure. But in addition to that, that is the possible path to lower the Medicare eligibility age, meaning that you know that would be a very dramatic change. Yeah, it has to be a budgetary consideration, but they are limited right. as to how many times they can use reconciliation. Uh, and they're talking about reconciliation now for the infrastructure package, right? Did reconciliation for the stimulus package, and there is a limit. They can't do it universally continually. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, and you know, and what also fascinates me is we're about to talk about the fact that some costs for seniors in healthcare have gone down. But that doesn't appear to be true in Medicare. Uh, you know, particularly the supplements continue. I just got my new notice on my new uh, premium for my uh, Plan F supplement, and it's going to go up. Uh, so, you know, not everybody is benefiting from these. <laughs> I think you, what you've pointed out is a very is actually a very important thing, which is that I'm going to be talking, you know, we're going to be discussing about health insurance premiums, et cetera. These changes that you see from, from Washington, they do not change the cost, the underlying cost of healthcare. The cost of an MRI is still X. The cost of a blood test is still Y. So no matter how much money the government has thrown at health insurance premiums for people, the underlying cost still has not changed. The usage rate has not changed. And it's a very, very important distinction, Art, because right from the beginning, what happens is people misunderstand that these are two different topics. And so then it invites all sorts of distortions, whether or not it be intentional or unintentional. And then you get away from the track of the conversation. 
All right, so then I would deduce from that if uh, premiums are going to go down for a certain classification of people, mm -hmm. there's going to be a government handout because the cost of what they're providing in terms of health care hasn't changed. So somebody's footing the bill someplace. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think that really... Jay and Art are not going to resolve whether or not you know right or wrong and things like fair or unfair. But what we are going to, what I am here to say is that <clears throat> the dramatic that it's not it's not an understatement. You'd probably remember you know we've been on the show twenty times together, Art. So you know I don't I don't like to overstate stuff easily. This is a game changer, big time, big time. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we have to take a, take a pause. We're talking to J.O., author of the book, Maximize Your Medicare for the, what, sixth or how many editions now? Eight. Eight. Eighth <laughs> edition. This one's a national publication now. That's right. And uh, we'll talk more about that, too, with Jay when we return. If you have any questions about Medicare or health insurance, you can give us a call, 752-6111. Inside the state of Michigan, 866-790-WSGW. If you're outside the state, you can call 989-752-6111. And while insurance can't cross state lines for purchase, information can. So you're more than welcome to give us a call. We'll be back with more after these notes on The Art Lewis Show. All right, we're back with you here on WSGW, chatting with J.O., Maximize Your Medicare, the book, talking about Medicare and health insurance costs. So let's talk about uh, these reductions in premiums or subsidies, if you will, uh, and how they affect different age groups. So sure. Let's start, let's start at the younger end of the spectrum and work our way up. Well, I think even for millennials, and I've sent out the newsletter, you know, over the last months, really, because I've been anticipating this change, Art. We talked about it the last time we talked. And in fact, months prior to that, meaning that, you know, we don't speculate when you and I talk too much about political matters, but actually what I did think was that if President Biden was ultimately elected, that a substantial enhancement to the Affordable Care Act would be right up on deck, especially in the age of COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. Even millennials, the very important, uh, which is that and I don't mean to minimize millennials or the age division by any means, but the reality is, is that for Mr. Perfect, 28, your 28 year old self art, you can remember, you never went to the doctor. <laughs> 50 years ago, let me see, yeah, <laughs> something like that. No health problems. It literally can be that health insurance can be all the way down to zero and as low, even if you have medical situations, less than $100 a month. Let me ask a question before we move on. Let me ask about the deductible part of that. It's one thing to say insurance is nothing or $100 a month, right? but another thing to tell me I've got a $5,000 deductible I got to pay before I can use it. So, you know, I might save on the one end, but am I getting hit on the other end? You're exactly right, Art, and it's a good point, which is that there are certain plans within the menu of plans in a particular area which part of the original Affordable Care Act, which is still intact, is if you choose a silver plan, in addition to the lower premium, the cost sharing 
portions, the deductible that you said. And for deductible, I basically mean in everyday's language, you're first to the register up to the, the, the deductible. Right. So the deductibles are reduced, the out-of-pocket maximums also reduced, not for every plan, but for a subset of plans. There's, there are reasons that part of the underlying message here is expert advice, expert help, guidance, you know, is available. That's what I do when I put on, put on my health insurance hat. And it's very, very important, these subtle differences. Uh, the Supreme Court has yet to rule on this issue, have they not? They have it before them? Surprisingly, they've not come out with it. But again, it, this is one of those other areas. I have not lost a wink of sleep fearing the Supreme Court to strike down the Affordable Care Act um, for a, a variety of reasons, one of which is that the first Q&A from the Supreme Court justices and themselves is, this is a legislative matter. Why didn't you try to try to strike it down with legislation? When that's the first question, things aren't looking great. <laughs> yeah. But in addition to that, states ultimately run insurance. Since it's a state matter, the states also have lots of extra leeway in order to impose rules. So on top, on to add to federal federal standards, they've done it before. It's active in many states today. There are many, many workarounds here. I don't lose lots of sleep about a, a Supreme Court ruling. Can I be wrong? Of course, anything can happen, of course. But that's kind of where I stand right now. What about the discussion uh, of crossing state lines, being able to uh, have insurance purchased from different places in the country? Advantages and disadvantages, and will it ever happen? Well, in theory, I think it sounds nice. I think it sounds nice. In practicality, health insurance, very, very complicated. So that, for example, in Michigan at a particular age division on the marketplace, you'll have dozens, literally dozens of plants. And depending on state to state, you're talking possibly up to 100 plans available for a person in a particular state. The issue is that one of the most important, very fragmented aspects about in health insurance, which does not, which is much better under Medicare, but back to individual health insurance is the idea of networks. The issue is that the carriers spend a lot of time to kind of create these networks so that when you go to the doctor, you show your card, it's accepted. So now are we really practically gonna be able to get and Arts Insurance Company of Arizona to set up the network to be able to sell health insurance in Ann Arbor, Michigan? Mm -hmm. Not likely. Oh. So sounds good in theory, very difficult in practice. So let, let's carry that a, a step further. Uh, let us say, um, we'll pick a procedure. Let's say you have to have your gallbladder removed. Sure. So in Michigan, I go to a, a Michigan hospital and a Michigan doc and it costs me X number of dollars. If I transport myself to um, Colorado or some other state, same cost? Or does the cost of health care vary from location to location to location? The cost, the underlying cost, which kind of 
deals with what we discussed, what I was commenting in the first segment, it swings wildly. <clears throat> in addition to, to being very different on geography or location, for example, it's very, very difficult to discover. This is kind of the co very complicated soup of healthcare cost, which is that We've got legislation or we've got rules that say the hospitals have to reveal costs, but can a consumer shop for where's the best cost to have my gallbladder removed from your question? Almost impossible. Well, I've said it many, many times in my history of talking about healthcare. I have never seen a hospital advertise, come stay with us because we're $10 cheaper than the guy down the road. It's come stay with us because we got all the bells and whistles and the best of the best of the best, which, of course, is what I want for my health care. I want sure. to know I'm getting the best. Sure. So they've they've settled on it. And we understand that it's not a cost competitive kind of thing, is it? And it's also complicated because what happens is, let's just say <clears throat> we I had this call just the other day. Healthcare worker from Pen from Pittsburgh had to be located back to Michigan but covered by their Pittsburgh-based insurance. They don't get coverage because of the way that these fragments work. <clears throat> I've talked about network. There's no coverage for this person, healthcare professional in Ann Arbor to be covered by that insurance policy. So wait, now if they have, let, let's say they live in Pittsburgh or wherever they live in Pennsylvania and they have company X's insurance, that company X won't pay their health bill in Michigan? Because the fact is, is that the, the healthcare provider isn't inside the network and the particular plan. It would be an out-of-network plan, right? This person, this person's particular plan, which was an HMO. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You don't get coverage outside of the network. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in, in, in fact, as much as we complain about some things, Medicare is a shining example of carrying coverage state to state, isn't it? It very much is. And again, back to, you know, maximize your Medicare, which is try to defang, demystify, and to tell persons that under Medicare, the concepts of network are far superior. You don't have the same type of fragmentation under PPOs, for example. At least you, the doctor or hospital lab will take it if they accept the federal card. So, you know, there are exceptions to that beyond today's call, today's conversation, but still far superior to that of the individual healthcare market, health insurance then market. Then there's the discussion of whether you get an advantage plan or whether you get a supplement plan to your Medicare. We'll come back to that because I want to, I want to continue with the healthcare sure. uh, insurance uh, because we, we only talked about the millennials. Let's go up to the next age group. Absolutely. So young families, uh, again, especially based on number. So the way the subsidies work, and it's a, we probably should have started with this, is that the subsidy is actually a tax credit. Tax credit. And so I've been making a lot of videos and lots of you know newsletters, etc., to know this fact up front. That means that anything that affects your household income, your taxable household income will affect the size of the subsidy. 
the tax. So it's income based. Absolutely income based. So now you've got this combination of your household size, right? Because under, let's say you had 25 children. Well, you've got a lot more deductions, right? So in other yeah. words, your taxable income. So this does affect it by that same token. You can see it under young families, young family, two children, middle income, the subsidy notably higher. So again, the same types of percentages where and premium can be 80%, that is absolutely possible. Wow. Yeah. It's like I said, it is literally game changer because as you, as you probably would can guess, Art, is that many families at every different age division, they're choosing employment options, whether it can be early retirement, whether to work, whether or not they will need to stay at their job, be, a job that they don't find fulfilling because of the fact that the cost of health insurance is carried by the employer in part. Well, right. now all of a sudden you've got a whole extra set of options that can be examined. So let's carry it to the next step up. And I assume we're going to talk to people up to the age of 64 or 65, because then we're into Medicare after that. Right. What happens to that group? Same thing? Same, th same thing and in dollar amounts, quite amazing, which is that if you talk to persons just prior to Medicare, let's just call it 60 to 64.9 years old. Health insurance in any place in the country, high quality health insurance, call it a silver plan just for, for a moment. That is easily $900 a month. And in a high cost state, a very you know, the best plans are certainly over a thousand dollars a month. Certainly. The, the size of the, of the tax credit can be again, 80, 90, a hundred percent of the cost. So when you talk about dollars, this is why I've been saying this is larger than the stimulus check by many, many times. I would have to assume um, that when we're talking about 80, 90, or even 100%, the higher that number, the lower your income and you're down near the poverty level if you're getting 100%, I would think. So formally, you know, the technicals are that what they did when under the American Rescue Plan Act, which is enacted just recently, is they lowered the, they raised the level of income that you could earn and still get the tax credit. So what's so, the cap level? Is it is it similar to what the stimulus level was, 75000 a year for an individual? So very complicated soup here. It has to do with the federal poverty level. So this is why I'm saying is that the stick, I understand that, you know, people don't want to talk to evil financial people like Jay. That said, getting the best the most optimal combination of premium level and coverage for your household in your location is complicated. I'm not going to understate that. That said, given what I've said about 80% in certain cases, and in many, in certain cases, certainly 100%, which is that well worth the trouble. Yeah. All right. Hang on. We got to take a break. We're talking to J.O., his book, Maximize Your Medicare. And now it's eighth edition, 
and uh, more with Jay when we return here on the Art Lewis Show for a Saturday morning. And we're back with you on the Saturday edition of the Art Lewis Show, talking to J.O., author of the book Maximize Your Medicare, now in its eighth printing and in national distribution, available uh, everywhere good books are sold. Uh, do you have a website, Jay, that they can go to also? So the official website to the book is www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. It's easy to remember. For those outside of Medicare, for other financial matters, gh2benefits.com. gh2benefits.com. That's right. All right. So choosing health insurance can be a daunting task. Can I do it myself? Should I do it myself? Now, I, of course, you know, I'm in the Medicare realm, so it's a whole different ballgame. But when I say that, I mean it generically. Should a person enter that realm of trying to find health insurance without first sitting down with an expert like yourself? Well, I'm going to be biased, clearly. Uh, the answer to, for me is no. And, it's, and the reason for it is not because of a charge or a fee for calling me. Because the reality is, is that on gh2benefits.com, there is online quoting where people can shop, you can enroll without contacting or speaking to me. That's not, or one of our persons here, that exists. The issue is talking through all of the issues kind of like we've talked already over, you know, since we started, which is the number of moving parts inside of health insurance is very complicated. And it's gotten more complicated because of the fact that I've mentioned the idea that this is a tax credit. So as a result, anything affecting taxes, anything, will change the way that the subsidy, the tax credit works. This brings up a question. If this is a tax credit, you get it when you file your taxes. In the meantime, is it out of pocket to pay for that insurance? No, and this is the this is exactly the point, which is that you get the tax credit running today. So it's an ongoing tax credit. It's an as ongoing. As well for it. You've got it exactly right. So at front on a monthly basis, that's what pushes down, reduces health insurance premium. That also tells you the following, which is that if you make a mistake and you've, you've received an excessively high tax credit to push down your premium. Uh-oh. Exactly. <laughs> and these errors can be dramatic. Just, I, the example I use is if you win the lotto in December or November, and you've been getting a discount for a, of the tax credit of $1,000 a month since January, You've got to pay back all $11,000, $12,000 when you file your taxes. So you can see that what ends up happening is people are interested in finding out about what their rights and options look like, finding out what the cheapest price would be. That is all understandable, and the, but then just kind of clicking around. And now you can understand by not considering these other topics, and it goes both ways. I don't only want to tell you, you know, negative. Yeah, no, it, right. it, it is also that you could have gotten a bigger 
tax credit. Lost and your then, job, whatever. Exactly. And that's why I call it a game changer. Because literally, it's so big that people can change their so employment this, path, etc. If this rolling tax credit is based on your income, and during COVID-19, let's say for a period of three or four months, you were laid off, your income went way down. Will the tax credit go up for those months? And then when you go back to work, will it go down? Do they know that? Do you have to report that? How is it determined? So a couple of things. First of all, co part of the American Rescue Plan is the fact that COBRA costs through the end of this September are paid by the government, by the employer, actually, the employer. Very important. And this is a so very subtle point, which is that COBRA generally is very, very expensive. Many people know that. But the fact is, as a result of the American Rescue Plan Act, the the COBRA premium is paid through the end of September. Now, directly to your question, the answer is that you need to adjust your reporting okay, based on your change in employment status. So All right, hang on. We got to take a quick break here. Hang on. Sure. We're talking to J.O. We'll be back with more here on the Art Lewis Show. How was your sleep last night? You know, today's workers are asked to do more for less. So when you go to bed, you spend a third of your life there. You need quality sleep. You can get it with a quality mattress from Sanitary Mattress. You can visit all the so-called sleep stores, or you can rest assured the mattress you're using is manufactured right here in the Great Lakes Bay region to your specifications. Your dollars are spent, and they stay right here in our local economy. Your time in bed may be cut short by today's demanding world, but don't be fooled. You can still get a quality good night's sleep on a sanitary mattress. And they feature one-hour window delivery of your mattress to your home. And by the way, if you have an RV or a boat, Sanitary Mattress will custom make a mattress to your exact size, something the box stores can't do. Visit the Sanitary Mattress factory and showroom serving this area since 1935. Set your GPS to 5343 Janes Road in Saginaw, just east of the Harry Brown Airport. Visit them on the web at sanitarymattress.com or call 753 one seven five seven. We'll be back after these notes. And we're back with you on the Art Lewis Show on this Saturday morning, talking to J.O., author of the book Maximize Your Medicare, and a certified all kinds of planner with more initials after his name than initials in his name. Uh, Jay, let's uh, talk about something that you know it. It, uh, it would appear. Uh, that uh, the population we have today seem more eager to bail out of work earlier in life rather than later, unlike me. Uh, is early retirement affected by any of this? Well, first of all, there's only one Art Lewis, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some would say that's more than enough. <laughs> it, it absolutely is the case. So if you add these two together, which is that the individual health insurance tax credit is so dramatic, especially in dollar terms, that people say, okay, well, I'm trying to cover my spouse for health insurance purposes, because that becomes the predominant large cost, literally, to a household, a married couple in their early 60s, or one spouse is Medicare eligible, the other one is not. So what ends up happening is people forego retirement. 
Now, however, that whole decision-making process has been flipped on its head because of the fact that the increased subsidies can push down the premiums. And literally in Florida, for example, somebody in the greater Fort Lauderdale area, moderate income, their health insurance premium goes down to zero. Now that person has the flexibility clearly to stay in their job or not, and then file for social security. In other words, the ripple effect to financial planning topics matters. The entire process is literally flipped on its head. That's why I called it a game changer. That's not even talking about the fact of what happens if Medicare eligibility age declines, in which case <laughs> yeah. you'll have another entire level. Which is where I want to end up. I want to end up where we started talking about Medicare. Uh, best guess, and I know you don't like to deal in politics and all of that, so let's put that aside, but best guess, given the fact that we're told Social Security, Medicare, financially, do not have an infinite lifespan and the end dates vary wildly depending who's telling you. What's the answer? What do you think the government's going to do? Well, I think that the primary thing here is whether or not the government, how much leverage the government has to push down health care costs. Because as you know, we started today by me making the clarification of the fact that the things that we've talked about are really about government paying for health insurance premium via tax credit. That doesn't change the underlying price of the MRI. So the real question for me is always going to be if you want to really reform health care system as a whole, are going to push down the cost of that MRI, the cost of the blood panel? Until we get to that spot, we are going to have this ongoing debate without Jay and Art being able to come up with a snappy answer within a, you know, a forty-minute interview. I've been trying to do it for years. Has worked. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So what? And this is why I try to focus on these topics that you know you've been so cooperative and how and over these number of sessions is to try to keep these topics distinct. That's why I don't talk about politics that much, et cetera, et cetera, because it distracts people away from the things that they should be paying attention to, the things they can control so that they can make the best decision for themselves. There's a, my last thing that I'll, I'll say with my tongue deeply in my cheek is Humana, United Healthcare, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, there's nowhere on the application asking for your political party affiliation. No way. Right. We're out of time. we got to go. But if uh, folks want to know more, uh, the book, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. That's right. The uh, other site that you have is? GH2Benefits.com. There are all sorts of contact yeah. places where you can send emails, phone calls, etc. But right. those are the places online. Been fun. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Art. My privilege as always. That's it for today. Thanks to Art and WSGW as always. Be sure to check out the quotes, the free quotes, www.gh2benefits.com. You can see the link in the text below this podcast. 
I realize that some people don't want to talk to people like me, financial people, think that I'm going to try to stuff you with something. That's okay. You can go and look at it yourself and examine, shop around gh2benefits.com. At least you can get a context of the prices, see whether or not you qualify for the, these enormous savings. It is a game changer. I can't stress that enough. For some people, this literally is $10,000 of value on an annualized basis. $1,000 a month, $800 a month for a married couple certainly is available out there, especially in their high-cost states. That's Florida, Texas, Arizona, where insurance is very, very expensive due to the density specifically of, of 55 to 65. And don't forget that for millennials, this is huge value. 27, 28-year-old health insurance certainly less than $100 a month, can be all the way down to zero. You know, one of my one of my most important messages is regarding financial anything. Financial reasoning is never, ever give away free options. At $0 a month, that's a free option. I'm Jay. This is the Max Measure Medicare Podcast. Thanks for listening.